Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight Podcast presented by CBG. I'm your host, Sarah Brookbank, and we have another loaded podcast episode for you today. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Thrive Empowerment Center co-owners Lauren Bailey and Lindsay Falcon. And on NKY at Work, Nancy Spivey is joined by Jamie Bierman and Jessica Starr of HR Elements. We also get to hear from Holly Nyberg, Director of the Chamber's Women's Initiative, about the upcoming Women's Initiative Annual Breakfast happening on February 1st. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, CBD, our title sponsor, C-Crew Consulting, our digital sponsor, and our brand new episode sponsor, Schneller Knockleman. Now, let's go meet our members of the week, hear from our sponsors, and Nancy and I will be right back with this week's guests. Why would you travel to England? For football! To go or not to go? That is an easy question. To visit the land of Shakespeare. To take in all the sights. Authentic fish and chips. To experience arts and culture. Two words, British Open. To visit my family. Same reason I go anywhere. For a pint of beer. To start my trip through Europe. Whatever your reason, there's no better time than now. Ranking on Google Search and Maps is easy to understand, but hard to do. It requires constant effort and attention, uploading new photos, responding to Google reviews, writing weekly posts, and checking suggested updates. Google listing optimization takes experience and time, and there are no shortcuts. C-Crew gives your Google My Business account the steady, consistent attention it needs to be effective, optimizing, updating, and expanding critical content every single week. From local retail stores to large regional networks, C-Crew generates content, establishes benchmarks, and creates dramatic measurable increases in engagement. So what can C-Crew do for your business? More calls, more clicks, more clients. Congratulations to our members of the week. You can learn more about these businesses by following the Northern Kentucky Chamber on social media where we will highlight one of these businesses each day. Now, let's meet our members of the week. Jay Cummins Professional Properties is a full-service general contractor specializing in insurance repairs to your home or business property. Triple Crown Athletic is a premier fitness ecosystem where the dynamic energy of CrossFit, tactical skill of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and the accelerating pace of cardio kickboxing merge. Kentucky Event Company is an event management planning and consulting firm based in Kentucky, serving clients across the United States. Flannery Painting specializes in commercial and industrial painting. They paint many kinds of buildings and no job is too large. Camco Chemical is an industry-leading chemical contract manufacturer and supply chain solutions provider, offering turnkey services from sourcing, blending, packaging, warehousing, and fulfillment. Hi everyone, today on the podcast we are joined by the instructors and co-owners of Thrive Empowerment Center, Lindsay Falcon and Lauren Bailey. Thank you both so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you for having us, Sarah. We're super excited to be here. Yes. So tell us about Thrive Empowerment Center and how you guys got started and what you guys do. Sure. So Thrive is a community center that is dedicated to anti-violence education, uh, trauma healing, and personal empowerment. We're located on Pike Street in Covington, and we have a variety of programs and classes just designed to um, help people in whatever stage of their personal empowerment journey they might be. 
Yeah, that is great. And tell us a little bit about your starting journey, how you guys got to this point. I think it's really interesting. Thanks. Um, so Lindsay and I have been best friends um, and martial arts training partners for like the last 10 years. Uh, we're both female black belts. And so um, people, women in particular, were often asking us as female black belts, where can I take a self-defense class? Where can I take my daughters for a self-defense class? Um, and we had taken a bunch of self-defense classes around here, and they were, they were decent, but um, really didn't address, honestly, like what it's like to live in a female body and some of the statistical realities of violence and, um, you know, that it, that it often comes from someone that you know and that sort of thing. And so kind of after waiting for someone else to take up this mantle, um, we finally just decided that um, if not us, who? So we got certified through the National Women's Martial Arts Federation and Empowerment Self-Defense Global to teach the really specific curriculum that we do, which is Empowerment Self-Defense. Um, and then we started teaching in public life libraries. That is incredible. And like you mentioned, it is very different. That's what really sets you all apart is that it's by women for women. And that perspective, I think, is really important for women who are reaching out for these self-defense classes, maybe not finding an environment that really fits what they need. Mm -hmm. So when you guys are talking about the types of people that you um, work with and the types of classes that you have, what do you offer? Yeah, so we offer a ton of different things. Um, we, Lauren and I specifically, um, got really into martial arts and the self-defense side. So we started out with self-defense and then very quickly realized that um, people would stay around after classes and want to talk about all kinds of things. Um, Lauren grew up with a pretty chaotic childhood and I grew up, or I was, am a domestic violence and rape survivor. So people felt very connected to us, so they wanted to talk about things. And we very quickly uh, realized that there is more healing out there than just the physical parts of self-defense. It was a very um, emotional thing as well. So in our center, it was really important for us to have a community center where we offered um, healing modalities through all kinds of things. So we offer self-defense, we have a writing circle, um, we have a sexuality competent class, or not class, but group, um, we have um, trauma-informed Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a martial art. Um, we have yoga, and we have a massage therapist, and we have a wellness group. So those are the, a lot of the kind of groups that we have. That is very cool. And you obviously have something to add there. Oh, I was just <laughs> going to say, you know, for Lindsay and I kind of in reclaiming our power, like on our own journeys, like Lindsay said, like feeling, feeling that physically in our body was very important important to us like that was an instrumental part of our journey but we recognize that like martial arts and self-defense are not going to necessarily be everyone's path mm -hmm. so and kind of like our long-term plan um, as we grow here in Covington is to add more types of like movement-based and creative-based programs um, you know that can help you know boost confidence and have and help people to connect with themselves better yeah, that is great. And one of the things you both stressed is that community engagement, like building that community. Um, in a full, We have a little form that people fill out. You say that that community engagement is a big part of healing. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, so trauma, no matter what kind of trauma it is, whether it's interpersonal violence or, um, you know, uh, living in a war zone or, you know, or, you know, working it as a first responder, trauma, one of the, like, pieces of it that is so 
um, crushing is the isolation. Mm -hmm. um, and so if trauma happens in isolation, um, Dr. Judith Herman, who's like a, um, like a guru in the trauma healing space, said that then healing has to come in community. And so, you know, so many people, um, you know, who pass through our door feel like what they've experienced is unique to them or that like there's so much guilt or shame surrounding whatever has happened that like they couldn't possibly, you know, they're not good enough to connect with somebody. They can't have friendships again or they can't have a real romantic relationship again. Um, and so just, you know creating a like a, a safe and brave space where they can talk, meet other people, talk to people who've been through either things that are similar or where there's emotional overlap and be like, oh, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. And actually this is a place where it's okay to say out loud what has happened or, you know, like, or to be a, a supportive listening ear to someone else who's experienced something. Like a, there's just a lot of kind of brokenheartedness can be healed in connection with other people. Um, you know, and this is kind of also what the Surgeon General has talked about with like the isolation of social media. And then we got hit with the pandemic. So, you know, everybody, no matter what your life looks like, even if things are rosy, has felt some amount of isolation over the past few years. And we are trying to offer an, an antidote to that. And it's really cool to see um, you have everybody from the entire spectrum of humans coming into the center, you have, uh, you know, somebody with two PhDs and then somebody that just got out of college or just got out of high school um, mingling and, and being like, hey, I've been there, I've done that. I, I have connections here. And just having all sorts of people that have been through so many different things come together and just see each other on a, hum a human level mm -hmm. is really, really cool to see. Yeah, so you guys are actively building this community and actively growing. I think that's so important. Covington, obviously, a great place to be doing it here in northern Kentucky. Um, what are some ways that people can get involved and come and find you and come take classes? Because you guys have so many different offerings, and we'll touch on a few other things. But as we're talking about this community aspect, how can people join your community? Um, so first of all, we've got two libra library classes coming up. Um, we've got one on the 27th of January at the Erlanger branch of the Kenton County Library. We It's very important to us to get out in the community. Like I mentioned, we taught our first classes in libraries. And so that's always near and dear to us. So you can find us places like that. Or we're always at Take Back the Night and um, like the Mental Health America Fair and stuff like that. So we're, we're probably going to have a table. So if you want to come out and meet Lindsay and I, you can find us at community events like that. And then you can come into our center in Covington. Um, our website is thriveselfdefense.com. Um, so there's a whole calendar of classes there. You can see what fits your schedule. Um, some things are just drop in, um, you know, just show up and participate and other things. Um, you can register for a more ongoing program. On Sundays at 9 a.m. to 10.45, uh, we have something called Map Chat, which is just coffee chat. Um, if you are the kind of person that's like, I don't want to look at the computer, I don't want to, I don't want to look at the calendar or anything, I just I just want to go and have my first day. Come to Map Chat on Sundays. That's where we sit around, drink coffee and tea, and just get to know each other. Um, and it's a really good time to just see the space and then see what you want to do, what kind of activities you want to do, and things like that. 
Yeah, that's very awesome that you guys have so many different options. As you guys have been growing and adding more things to your roster, what are the things that are drawing people? And what do you think are things that people who are listening to the podcast today outside of the Matt chat would be really interested in? We thought it would be self-defense in the beginning, <laughs> and now it's each other. Um, we, I think there's definitely a line of um, bittersweetness when it comes to the fact that they stopped, people stopped coming in the door to see Lauren and I, they now see each other and they now get together and we're just like, Hey, Hey, you guys did too good of a job. Now they're building their own community and we're just on the outside being like, yay for you. We'll Um, take it. Um, Self-defense definitely. And we offer like, um, kind of our general empowerment self-defense basics but then we also do specific classes like in February we have a parent-child self-defense coming up um, we do a campus ready like going off to college usually in the spring and then again at the end of the summer um, so those are are always popular um, our trauma-informed Brazilian jiu-jitsu program is really popular um, that is specifically for women and members of the LGBTQ plus community um, and we're we train in really small cohorts and those usually fill up pretty fast, which is cool. And then Lindsay just um, launched a group that she mentioned earlier um, called Sexually Speaking. And this is for anyone, whether you have experienced sexual violence or not, maybe you just grew up in a really like repressive home where there's a lot of shame or guilt or around just your own body and sexuality. Um, It's kind of like part sex education for adults and part like just getting comfortable talking about, you know, about your bodies, about your body, about what you want in relationships, about what you want for yourself. Plus it's fun. And yeah, it's just fun. And we, we're, there's always a healthy dose of, of joking and playfulness and games and fun because that's how we like to teach. Um, but that is, that's um, becoming very popular because I think that it's filling a whole in the yeah. community, there's not really anything else out there like that for yeah. adults. I, kind of a cool thing that's coming up on our horizon that we're starting to lay the groundwork for now, which is getting popular kind of in the trauma healing community is um, trauma-informed strength training or weightlifting. Um, there are some, um, there's a place in Milwaukee that's like crushing this, no pun intended. Um, and, uh, and one of our instructors is passionate about movement. And that's something that our community is like, we don't, there's not a safe place for us to go and exercise. There's body shame around it, or it's intimidating or whatever. So, um, you know, probably that, um, like strength training, therapeutic strength training is, you know, one of the things that's on our horizon for probably 2025. Yeah. We have a board that we call the bubble board. And basically anytime somebody has an idea, we put it up on the bubble board and we're like, we don't know how to do that, but we'll find somebody that's passionate about it. Um, I also think we check our egos at the door because um, we don't have to teach everything, mm-hmm. but we can have it in our center. We can find somebody that's passionate about it, but as long as it's trauma-informed and it's helpful, then yeah. Um, one of the other things I want to talk about that's kind of a pivot, you were recently a recipient of the Duke Energy Foundation Small Business Grants. Touch on that experience and how that was for you both. Um incredible I you know it's kind of when you're a small business and you see opportunities like that you're like well I'm never going to be picked but I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring and I appreciated that the um the um form really what allowed you to speak passionately about your business and kind of like explain it rather than giving you a whole bunch of hoops to jump through and so we were super surprised that we got it elated um because we're um we're 
annexing a second space in Covington in the summer. And so having um, access to that grant money is just going to allow us to provide um, the participants that we serve with new equipment, um, hire some new instructors, and, you know, it just kind of allows us to ramp up and and serve the community better um, with a little less pressure. Yeah. <laughs> when you are a small business, there are moments that we call squealing moments yeah. where we squeal because it's so exciting. Our first $5 we squealed, our first person that came in the door we squealed. Uh, we squeal at this time. Yeah. Um, this was a huge deal for us. So Yeah. Well, congratulations. It's so great to know about like where this money is going and how it's going to be able to help your business and other members of our community. We've touched on a lot of stuff today. Is there anything else that I haven't asked that you guys want to make sure that people know about Thrive Empowerment Center? Just come in the door. Just come yeah. in the door. Um, Maura and I are hilarious. We are a lot of fun. Um, and what's nice about the both of us is we're very opposite people. We are very opposite. You can probably tell by how we talk in the podcast. Um, we're, we're different colors of the spectrum and um, that makes it a whole lot of fun. Um, so everybody fits. So come on in. Um, the only thing that I would like to say is we've talked a lot about trauma and trauma healing, um, but I do want to say that um, you don't have to identify as a survivor to feel like this is a place for you. We are very, because of our own backgrounds, um, you know, we're very sensitive to that, but um, you know, like it's, that's not a, um, like a prerequisite for participation right. or anything like that. Um, we just, we just want it to be a safe and brave space, but it, you know, it's really open to anybody that wants to learn and grow is feels like they're on a, a growth journey where they want to learn some new skills. They want to move around the world more confidently. Um, they want to connect with community. Um, you know, we get a number of people who are new to the area who, um, you know, are looking for something fun and dynamic and interesting to do and to connect with others. So that is so great. Well, Lauren and Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I appreciate your time. And I really hope that more people are going to check out Thrive Empowerment Center. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks for your time. It's been awesome. Hi, everyone. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Holly Nybert, the director of the Women's Initiative. Hello. Holly, welcome to the podcast. Hi, good to be here. Yes, I'm so excited. I feel like I never really get to interview chamber staffers, so it's nice to have you on. Yeah. Um, and today we are going to be talking about Women's Initiative, our annual breakfast that is happening on February 1st, so it's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> happening soon. So let's jump right in. Tell us about this year's theme. Tell us what we need to know about annual breakfast this year. Yeah, so annual breakfast is really exciting because we have decided to move it to the Turfway Park Racing and Gaming. So we'll be in their new event space. Um, we're looking to have a little over 800 people, so a lot of different people there. And we also decided to have the theme kind of revolve around the venue. So kind of playing into that horse racing theme with the unbridled strength, women in motion. And of course, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about our keynote speaker, but we were able to get a former jockey to be our keynote. So just trying to tie all those pieces together. Yes, I absolutely love that. I love a theme. Yes. I know we've been uh, doing that a little bit more. I know a couple uh, when we moved 
uh, regional summit to ovation. The rocking your roll was really fun. But that turfway space is so beautiful. I know we had outstanding women of Northern Kentucky there last year, so I'm excited to go back. But you mentioned our speaker. Tell us about our speaker this year. Yeah, so our speaker is Donna Brothers. As I said, she's a former jockey, and she now is on NBC Sports as a reporter, and she reports any of the Derby winners. So she interviews them. Um, her, she comes from a long line of former jockeys. Her mother, you'll get to hear about that inspirational tale a little bit in her keynote, but she's just been great to work with. And I'm really excited just for the attendees to kind of hear an inspirational message and kick off the year right. Yeah, that is awesome. In addition to this wonderful keynote address that we're going to have, we also have a Spirit of Achievement Award honoree that we are going to be presenting during that event. So tell us about the Spirit of Achievement Award winner for 2024. So Spirit of Achievement, for everyone that might not know, it was an award created to honor a volunteer within the Women's Initiative, someone that's gone above and beyond and isn't always recognized. They just do the work just, um, you know, to support the women in their community. So we're recognizing Barb Moran Johnson this year, which is really exciting because she was one of the um, core people when we started Women's Initiative back in 2009. That's awesome. So she's got a lot of great things to say. Um, and, you know, she's been a personal mentor to me, too. So it's long overdue. And we're excited. Yeah, that's awesome. I love all of the times that we're able to honor women in our community. And we'll talk a little bit more about like what's going on with Women's Initiative later in the year. Yeah. But we're going to touch on Outstanding Women as well. Yeah. Um, but this year at the annual breakfast, what do you think the biggest takeaway for attendees will be? So I think the biggest takeaway is about, um, you know, motivating within. So the main keynote is going to be about kind of finding that inspiration for yourself so you can be the inspiration for others. Mm -hmm. So women in motion, moving forward, and the way that we move forward is with that inspiration. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the key takeaway that you'll get, and that'll be reiterated in the Meet the Speaker session with Donna later. It's kind of a a uh, more intimate Q&A with Donna and the MC. So, yeah. Ooh. Well, that is exciting. So for people who are listening and they are already sold on the Women's Initiative yes. Annual Breakfast, how do people register and how do they get more information? So super easy, nkychamber.com slash WI as in Women's Initiative Breakfast. And that's the registration page. It's got all of the blurbs that I've kind of talked about today. So what the keynote you can kind of expect um, it's got a little portion about Barb, so you can find out more about her and our nonprofit recipient. So we'll be awarding a nonprofit there as well. And it's always a nonprofit that um, helps women's needs or women's clients. So all that fun stuff is on there as well as the registration. That's awesome. And beautiful segue. Uh, tell us about our nonprofit recipient this year. <laughs> so our nonprofit recipient is Children's Law Center. So um, they do such great work in the area and provide children with lawyers at no cost mm -hmm. to them. Uh, I'm not going to give away too much because they'll actually get a portion to be able to speak about their services but just their application that came through, um, we had a very large committee go around and, you know, we all decided that it's just one that we really want to uplift in women's initiatives. So you'll see them there and then we'll highlight them throughout the year in all of Chambers programming. That's great. A wonderful organization, like you said, doing great work in our community. It's so nice to be able to find these nonprofits, lift them up, like you said, celebrate them and spread awareness about what they're doing here in the community. I love the Women's Initiative for so many reasons. I like it. The work that you guys are doing is so great. 
and one of the things you guys do, um, networking, uplifting our members, highlighting our members, how can people get involved with the women's initiative as a whole if they aren't already involved? Sure. So at the breakfast, we'll actually have most of our committee members there. Mm -hmm. We have close to about 20 members on the annual breakfast planning committee, and you'll be able to spot them. We all have little red fasteners leaning into that derby oh, feet. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so you'll be able to ask anyone with a red fastener questions, things like that. We'll also have an informational booth, mm -hmm. so that way you can ask about all of the different committees. Um, and we have an interest form that has all of those explanations about what the different uh, events that we have throughout the year, what are more of the professional development, what are kind of, kind of the fun events such as Outstanding Women. So um, there'll be plenty of people there that you can ask your questions to, and you can always email me. Right, exactly. Holly, yeah. you can always email Holly. I'm constantly emailing Holly, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> and then as we look forward into 2024, um, what's coming up for the Women's Initiative? What are you most excited about? Yes, yeah, so we're having Outstanding Women there again, um, so super excited for that. It's the 40th anniversary. Oh, wow. So we're really going to be playing up, um, you know, previous honorees. Um, I, I just discovered the other day a bunch of newspaper articles from back in the early 90s, so we'll just be displaying a lot of the historical things from Outstanding Women there. Um, and our nominations for that, if you're interested, are February 8th is the deadline mm -hmm. for that. But that's our next thing coming down the pike. And it's just um, to award women in our community that have gone above and beyond in their volunteer roles and their work and their personal life. So excited for that anniversary. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I'm excited for that one, too. Well, Holly, thank you so much for your time today and for all that you're doing here at the Chamber and for women in our community. Yeah, thanks so much. Hi, I'm Nancy Spivey, Vice President of Talent Strategies for the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. On today's NKY at Work segment, I have our friends from HR Elements with us today, Jessica and Jean. Jamie. I was like, there's two J's in this. So, <laughs> um, tell me, first of all, your, your job titles and a little bit about HR Elements. I don't know who wants to start. Let me go first. Sure, sure. So I'm an HR advisor with HR Elements. So um, strategically, I go in and kind of assess needs, you know, in our current partners, um, either on site or we can do stuff via remotely and just see kind of what they need and then assess and then come back with proposals to see how we can uh, best meet their current needs. Okay, great. Jamie? And I'm our managing director, so I am spending most of my time working behind the scenes, focusing on business development, checking in on our client experiences, and of course, managing our team of amazing people like Jessica here. Um, and, and I've been with the organization going on six years. Wow. Yeah, and so HR Elements, we started off years ago as a solopreneurship. We are now over 20 employees strong, headquartered here in Covington. Um, so it's very exciting. And we are one of the only um, outsourced HR providers that really handle all of the, I would say, buckets of HR. So our bread and butter, what most people know us for, is our HR management resources. So like Jessica said, we go on site or we can provide remote HR support. That could be filling in for an interim HR professional or just being an extra helping hand. And then we also provide full service recruitment services for our clients. So from that moment you have a need all the way through to that person's first day on your team, as well as organ organizational 
organizational development services. So training, yes, engagement, culture, some of the topics we're gonna to talk about today. Sure. And what's really interesting, Nancy, too, about what HR Elements offers is a lot of times an organization will think that it's a really one specific need that they need or they're calling us for. So we almost are able to go in, and I love using this term, but we can triage. Yes. yes. So we can kind of assess and say, um, you know, um, CEO, COO, we, we understand what you're saying, but we actually see if we can kind of eliminate this pain for you right now in the organization, these things will, will correct and rectify themselves. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. I, I love to go in and kind of assess and kind of look in from the, you know, the overhead view and then presenting these solutions. So I think a lot of times it's just like, we need something, we need it now, and we think that we know what they need, and then that's why you call a subject matter expert sure, yeah. to come in and and kind of assess what you truly need. It's nice yeah. to have fresh eyes on Absolutely. projects. I know from my own experience, just you're dealing with such an issue and you're like, I just need that issue fixed. But then you realize it's a bigger problem or something that if you fix this one solution. And, and, yeah. And it's not necessarily yeah. about that the skill set's not there with the current team. There's just like so many hours in the day and there's only so much you can do with, you know, one person as an FT in a certain role. So sure. that's where we come in and try to kind of triage and and fill that, yeah. fill that void. So. Um, it sounds like you're doing yeah. it very well, and you've got you know over 20 employees now and doing well in the heart of Covington, so yeah. that's great. Let's talk a little bit about the Talent Strategies Symposium mm -hmm. that's coming up in March. That's a Northern Kentucky Chamber event. It's happening in March. We're going to have 12 dynamic roundtable facilitators, including you. I'm very excited about it, and I was really um, intrigued by your topic around um, culture and organizational uh, branding mm -hmm. and how important branding is to recruiting. Can you go into a little bit more detail? Absolutely. And this is, I think, what makes all of our friends in marketing, you know, like us in HR, <laughs> when we talk about employment branding. And, and, and really, it's a way of thinking about your company culture, what you would say to a prospective employee about, hey, Come and check out what we've got going on here, why we're so great to work for, but not just focusing on that employment message to prospective employees. It's really saying that focus on company culture and making it our employment brand. And it takes into consideration your mission, your vision, your values, what you stand for. Maybe it's even what your business focus is or your strategy for the year mm -hmm. so that people really know why their jobs are important, why what they do every day matters, and helping it to be a recruitment tool for current employees, re-recruit them, but mm -hmm. also your future employees who maybe don't really know a lot about your built business. They just happen to drive by it every day. So give us an idea of, like, say that I'm working on posting a job out on mm -hmm. Indeed or one of the, you know, platforms out there. Yeah. Uh, how would I incorporate branding into my ad or request? Yeah. You sound like you have something to say. Well, when we think about one thing that I, that when I talk to people that are, you know, in the job market mm -hmm. and at any level, really, you know, new grad, you know, Entry level, you know, women coming back into the yeah. workforce. You know, we have all of these situations and scenarios now. Executives um, that are maybe not using a, a, t a traditional recruiting route is there are thousands of postings, thousands of opportunities. And now with mm -hmm. the way everyone uses or links certain um, platforms with other platforms, you may see one job posted across six yeah. platforms. That's right. And there's no continuity in the message. So you're like, 
who am I applying for and right. who am I applying with? Mm -hmm. So even that initial touch, right, with that too, the branding is also like how where you're posting the job. You know, it's that it's mission driven in the sense that this is our mission for acquiring this talent. And then how are we putting it out there, you know, mm -hmm. in the universe to to be accessible to the right candidate for us? Yeah. You know, because one thing I hear from like with, with any level of candidate is it's so confusing sometimes. Yes. Whether it's through Indeed, LinkedIn, um, some, you know, job thing that attaches you once you create a profile. Yes. So just imagine that that's consistency and so that that standard operating procedure or whatever it is that is marketed mm -hmm. into your brand and strategy um, for recruitment is the same. It's the same. Yeah. Perfect. And I think what I would also add is, you know, the kind of the how. How would you mm -hmm. do it? Mm -hmm. When you think about that, that posting, traditionally it was, here's our job. Here's who we're looking for. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, that's not how we recruit any longer or we're not going to have jobs that can fill. Mm -hmm. It's really about why you, potential employee, want to work here. Here's what we're going to offer for you. Here's where you can, you know, make your natural gifts used. Um, really, again, when we think about the, the really diverse workforce that we have, a lot of people want to work at an organization or a business that they feel good about. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, you know, here are the widgets that we create, mm -hmm. but here's what we do with some of our profits after we make all those amazing widgets. Here's our philanthropic focus. Here's why we say this is our value. And not only is it important in the posting, but it's something that should be prevalent on the careers page, on the website, on all of the social media. You should hear it in the voice that your marketing teams are communicating. But then also, when you go in for your interviews, you should feel it. You should see it on your first day of work, in your orientation, throughout your onboarding. Because just getting them a new hire in the door and signing that offer letter, you still have to re-recruit your talent all of the time. Yeah, it's very and, true. Yeah. And, well, and I also think that um, when you're talking about your somebody like me that would be looking for a new job. Mm -hmm. If I go in and then immediately realize, well, I don't fit here. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a disservice to me. Yeah. That's a disservice to the company. Mm -hmm. And so you're right. Trying to get that kind of upfront, you know, this is what, what we bring to the table. This is what you're going to contribute if you come here. But it has to be a whole package, right? Mm -hmm. Well, generationally, you think about our with our workforce being so diverse generationally. I mean, you can really kind of you know pull out which candidates that would be a better fit from the branding from first shot. If it is someone you know that is reentering the workforce mm -hmm. that wants a more traditional you know work environment, or if it's you know you have you know a more hybrid or you know just someone looking for a non-traditional mm -hmm. workplace, all that can be communicated in the branding. If it's done clear and precise, mm -hmm. and it tells a story all along the way, you know, just like Jamie said, from the minute that you click the post to the minute you go to the website or you go to the socials, it's just laid out really clearly, and then there's no room for confusion, right? And it's really thinking from an organizational development perspective. It's, I mean, look, it's a cute way of saying you really need to advertise your culture mm -hmm. because your culture that really is your employment brand. Yeah. If you go to, you know, a happy hour with some of your friends and you're asking them about their companies, what they're communicating is that employment brand. Yes. Good or I bad. Don't feel like <laughs> 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 I'm sure you're positive here, Nancy. 
but (laughs) and that's a good way of again really making sure that you're communicating that because when those folks your friends your neighbors when you leave that happy hour you may not as an employer have been able to really kind of help craft that message and really train all of your employees to be recruiters. So it's not necessarily the marketing department's job. It's not HR's job. It's really a team effort I'm hearing, right? It's it's everyone's job within a business or an organization. And it's really just focusing on what do we want people to say about working here. Yeah. And it has to be truthful, right? Yes. <laughs> Don't you think that's like the key? Because it's like, hey, we are a fun, whatever, whatever. And then you get there and you're like, no, they're not. Yeah. We don't talk. <laughs> yeah. It's by and across the board, like uh-huh. you know, down from the, you know, the CEO down, mm-hmm. like you know, Jamie's saying, it has to be like, it's just communicated again, that continuity, the same message repeated over and over. You know, there's truth in that. There's authenticity in that. So yeah. is it something with HR elements? Would you hold focus groups or work with a team to try to develop that whole branding. Sure. For instance, maybe they had a position that they had a really hard time either recruiting mm-hmm. for or like keeping someone in the position, mm-hmm. right? So we would look at that from a whole. So maybe it's just mm-hmm. it's from the beginning. It's the branding of the organization, the way that's communicated, where the job is communicated is the reason why this person might mm-hmm. not be sticking in this role. Mm-hmm. And we all know, I mean, we've been talking about it since the beginning of time about how much it costs to recruit somebody, yes. to train somebody, mm-hmm. and then to turn that employee over. So, yeah. yeah. So we, we have a few different tools and procedures or processes that we'll go through with a client. Um, again, we really craft and, and tailor what we do around that specific client's needs as well as really what they want to accomplish at the end of the day. So typically, we want to understand what they think, you know, what is your employer brand? Sometimes people don't really know exactly what their mission is mm-hmm. off the top of the head or their values, that's typically a clue that maybe we really need to focus on employment branding, mm-hmm. especially if we have turnover or people who aren't um, even aware of what the val- uh, excuse me, what the benefits are mm-hmm. of the organization. Yes. Right? That's a big part of yes. it too. Um, feeling like your company cares for you and is taking care of you. So we'll do, um, we have an HR assessment that we like to go in and really just take a soup to nuts look at everything throughout that employee life cycle. Um, You know, it's compliance, it's culture based. So we're really hitting all of our pillars Mm -hmm. at HRE. And then we'll work with them to understand, you know, hey, should we do a baseline employee engagement survey to see? what your actual employment brand is, right? What are those <laughs> sure. growth opportunities? Because what you're thinking may be different than what the people who work there. Sometimes it is. Right? Yeah, pretty sure. different. Mm-hmm. So we like to, to really look at that, and then we can put a really thorough strategy around it. Maybe it's pulse surveys. Maybe it's just focusing mm-hmm. on a couple of things. But then from there, we can really take and work directly with our clients to craft that brand, mm-hmm. sometimes it is employee-focused groups mm-hmm. too. It's, sure. just, it's what would make sense for their business um, and, and help create that message that really is unique to them and reflects who they are, what they do, why they do it, and really why we want to grow our team and who would fit and really enjoy it. Yeah, And it's great to see that aha moment too, like the teams or departments when an organization actually understand and get like, oh, this is important and why. Because yeah. then, you know, you have to have buy-in, right? You have to have people within the organization supporting it. Well, and I think oftentimes HR is thinking one way and mm-hmm. marketing maybe thinking another way. So being able to kind of bridge that gap and say it's everybody's role to 
be a part of this brand. So, yeah, this is great, great information. So, thank you both for coming in. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Knockelman, owner of Schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air. As we kick off 2024, I'll let you know about a major giveaway of a free system, a complete furnace and air conditioning system for your home. All you have to do is go online at skpha slash 2024 giveaway, and you can register no purchase necessary to win this complete system for your family. If you're not interested because your system is too young, please share this with your friends and neighbors so that they have an opportunity to win also. And if you're not in the market for a new furnace and air conditioning system, make sure you call us and schedule your furnace tune-up here for the winter. And just remember, call Schneller Knockelman, your family-owned company. Trust us, we're going to be there for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today and learning a little bit more about the Women's Initiative Annual Breakfast, HR Elements, and Thrive Empowerment Center. Don't forget to register for the Women's Initiative Annual Breakfast on February 1st at nkychamber.com slash events. And thank you once again to our podcast sponsors, CBG, Crew Consulting, and Schneller Knockleman. Finally, if you are a Chamber member who would like to be featured on the Northern Kentucky Spotlight podcast, or if you're interested in joining the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, please reach out to Lynn Ablin. And if you're someone who is interested in sharing your workforce strategies and resources on NKY at Work, please reach out to Nancy Spivey. You can find their contact information on the screen in front of you or at our staff directory at nkychamber.com. Thank you all once again for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next week.